You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato, here with Red Properties. And today we have an interesting guest here with us, uh, Mason McDonald, who's an entrepreneur with background in healthcare administration and you know lots of experience in real estate investing, particularly in land acquisitions. He also invests a lot in multifamily or commercial real estate, his you know passive income. And uh, he was in healthcare, and you know he was able to leave that career, which we're going to discuss why he left, and you know why he pursued real estate investing. And you know, like I said, he specifically focused on land flipping, and uh, want to understand what type of land he's looking for, and um, you know, maybe his first deal. Um, share some experience with that uh, to give some motivation to our audience. So, thanks for coming on, Mason. Yeah, Anthony, it's great to be here. Awesome. So yeah, tell me about what happened. I know you were, you know, at um, a healthcare facility. So like what, I guess you didn't want to pursue that career. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I worked my way to the top relatively rapidly. I worked for a lot large hospital management company. Um, was always on the traditional route, you know, did the undergrad, did the master's degree, worked in healthcare, uh, became the CEO of a hospital here in Colorado Springs at uh, 26 years old. So, um, you know, you look at it from the outside and you're like, oh, crap, this guy made it to the top. You know, he's hit the pin- pinnacle of his career, but um, I wasn't happy. You know, the money was fine, uh, but I was working 100 hours a week and I was hypertensive stage two and always wanted to get involved in investing in real estate. My dad owns commercial real estate. So I always kind of saw, you know, what passive income can do for you. Uh, But uh, I'd saved up my money um, and I can dive right into my first deal. um, You know, if you're ready. Yeah. So I'd saved up money and was going to actually invest in a syndication for a townhome development. You know, as a hospital CEO, I did not have the time to do any sort of active investing. So I saw this passive opportunity, uh, you know, the guy that was raising the money for it, uh, he told me about land flipping and I was like, and, you know, he was explaining how he was making 60, 70 grand a month just off notes uh, from owner financing. And I was like, oh, well, that's more money than I'm going to make, you know, on the, on this syndication deal that we're doing. So got involved uh, November of 2021, purchased my first deal and quit my job in January of 2022 because uh, I made 114 grand on my first land flip and, you know, didn't look back since then. Nice. So what was, can you talk about that first flip, that first experience? Yeah. Yeah. I bought um, seven and a half acres. It was three parcels uh, in Southern Colorado. Uh, I paid right about 40 grand for all three of them. Um, And uh, that that was actually on my uh, 27th birthday that I bought it. Um, I closed on it. My wife and I were going on vacation and kind of while I was on vacation, you know, I thought that I knew the land was worth more than I paid for it, obviously. But I didn't quite know how much. And then I saw that one of the parcels just south of mine sold for $155,000 the previous month. So I kind of recognized what I had, um, which is why why I ended up quitting my job whenever I got back from vacation. And we, uh, you know, my agent and I put it on the market uh, for $200,000. We got an offer, you know, within a a few days for $185,000. So, you know, after all all costs and everything, um, made $114,000, which 
which to me, it, w- it was surprising. You know, you, you hear about land, land flipping, which there's, you know, there's more of us that are doing it now. So it's a, it's kind of becoming a sexy niche within real estate, but you know, it feels, it feels like, uh, you know, everyone in land investing is trying to sell snake oil or something. It, there's no way it can be that easy. And, um, you know, that first deal kind of proved, proved the case to me and allowed me to, you know, venture on, you know, more into it and, you know, being able to use land investing as an active income generator um, to invest your profits into um, appreciating and depreciable assets is kind of my strategy and how I how I've stumbled into multifamily um, for the most part to get my first multifamily deal, which was, you know, summer of last year. Yeah. Talk about that multifamily deal and how you, you know, you are you using your active income, even though you're in real estate, you still have other um, diversified income sources. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this was actually a pocket listing uh, that my agent who sold that first land deal gave to me. Um, His former broker owned the piece of land or the property. It's about a 4,300 square foot mixed use commercial building. Um, We're still renovating it now. It's in a small ski town in Southern Colorado. So uh, what's needed in these small mountain towns, specifically in Colorado, and you can kind of see it throughout the country, you know, you hear about Jackson Hole and you hear about Aspen and how unaffordable housing is. Uh, they need workforce housing. So we're converting it into a rent by the room model um, for workforce housing. You know, for we we bought the deal for 450 grand. Uh, the owner um, is carrying the note currently at 5% interest, which is uh, ideal, you know, amortized over 30 years. It's a five-year note. Um, so the money's cheap and I mean, free, you know, with inflation, what current rates are. Uh, we're still renovating it right now, but um, all in all, gross revenue um, after probably 150 grand of rehab on this 450 grand building um, with this rent by the room affordable housing model, we'll we'll bring in about 10 grand a month gross. Um, so, you know, four or five grand a month passively, and uh, so it's it, it's a fun fun strategy where you're able to add value to the property um, and convert it, make it nicer, and everything like that. But target a particular audience that's more comfortable with a shared you know living space. Uh, still, you know two thirds of what the median, you know, one bedroom rent is in that town and, uh, you know, help a community and you get all the benefits of the, you know, uh, depreciation, which we'll do a cost seg study this year, um, you know, take advantage of the 80% bonus depreciation and everything. And it's nice because then it can offset the income that I'm making from the land business. Got it. Yeah. So uh, that, that venture to me sounds a little more active, but do you have a partner on that? I do have a partner. So the the guy that Tommy land flipping him and I are 50, 50 uh, partners in the deal. Um, You know, I've got, it's a small town. So, uh, you know, uh, things move a lot slower there, which is why, you know, the rehab's still happening. Uh, They don't work that much during ski season or during not ski season, if the weather's too good or the weather's not good. So, you know, learning a lot from that, but um, trying to be as hands-off as possible to turn that into a repeatable process because, affordable housing is necessary everywhere. Um, you know, especially in Colorado and the, these mountain towns where you can, you know, put people on three month leases that are working at ski resorts or, you know, whitewater rafting or whatever it might be. Now, do you do any work in healthcare still, or is this, this is, you said this is full time. Do you do any consulting on the side or? Uh, not, not in healthcare anymore. Um, you know, I, I've got friends that, you know, ask me business questions and stuff, um, just from, you know, previous connections in the executive world, but, uh, no, I, I think in terms of coaching and consulting and, you know, working, um, 
I, I teach people how to flip land. Um, you know, I, I, I work with people that are mostly in healthcare, a majority of my clients where they saw my path of, you know, from, you know, grad student to executive in a handful of years and see me, you know, quasi retired now. So, um, you know, it's attractive to a lot of people that are hospital administrators. So I, I, I teach people how to flip land. Um, but you know, that, that, that's about it from the consulting, consulting world. And what markets do you focus on for the land flipping business? You obviously Colorado, are there any others? Yeah, we, we just got started in Arizona. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been growing and scaling a lot, uh, in the business. Um, I have a full-time acquisition manager salary plus commission. So we're in Colorado and Arizona. Um, and then, you know, in terms of expansion, uh, we, we look where people are moving, you know, people are moving to Florida, people are moving to the Carolinas, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, obviously, where you can look at net migration patterns that the census gives you. So we target land there. Um, you know, and there, there's tons of opportunities, uh, you know, in, in multifamily in the land space too, where, you know, the, the strategy is you buy land cheap and you sell it for more where we've got a property, um, I'm, after this podcast, uh, I'm, I'm sending the wire to close on it. We're paying 150 grand for it. We're putting it on the market for 450,000, um, should be a two month return, uh, which, um, you know, it's the only multifamily lot in, you know, Garfield County, Colorado, that's going to be hitting the market. So, you know, a developer is able to come in and, you know, we could price that way higher, but it'll move quicker. So, um, you know, it, it's where people are moving, where people are developing, you know, there's an inventory shortage for, you know, single family and multifamily homes, you know, throughout the country. So kind of targeting those areas. And so like for that deal, as an example, how did you find that site? I sent a postcard. I sent a postcard. I sent uh, 10,000 postcards, um, you know, in right, right when property tax bills were coming uh, this spring. Uh, had a little calculator on it, um, and it said, "Are you tired of paying property taxes on your unused vacant land in Colorado?" Um, and he gave a call back and said, "Heck yeah, I am." And uh, we came to an agreement on the deal. And I actually, um, I don't use my own cash in any deals. I just joint venture with people. So the investor on this deal, where um, he's taking, I think, thirty or thirty-five percent of the profit of the deal and fronting all the cash, he he's in the multifamily syndication space, but he sees that return on equity multiplier and how quick that is um, compared to, you know, potentially a two, three, five, 10 year exit where, um, you know, he's not doubling his money, but he's, you know, making 30, 40% uh, at least on his money, um, you know, in a two month period of time. So it's, uh, it's really attractive to the people in the multifamily recognizing, oh, shoot, like, you know, I've got this opportunity to invest in something that is, is a scarce resource, but I can get my money back a lot quicker and then I can put it into another syndication down the road or just keep investing with, you know, the land flippers like me. Yeah, but, sure. That's interesting. Um, is, so you mentioned you, you generally to find your end buyer, you have joint venture partners that maybe have relationships with on the ground realtors. And you mentioned you were listing that where you listed that with a real estate agent. Are you mm -hmm. going to? Um, yeah, yeah. So, is is that through your connections or just? Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, the end buyer. Um, you know, a lot of people ask who your buyer is, and I I can't quite answer because I don't know. Um, what I do is I I partner with local realtors, uh, in whatever market I'm investing in. Um, I offer a competitive uh commission because land is typically a lower dollar amount than single family homes. So offer them a competitive commission, you know, make sure our listing looks better than everyone else's. But um, I just go on Zillow or Redfin and see, you know, in the last, you know, 14 or 30 days, who's selling the most land and contact them. And um, 
So some of it has come from referrals from agents I've worked with in the past, if they know people in particular markets, but in general, I just, I look at who's producing and then I, um, you know, target them and they're happy because they get, you know, a more competitive commission. Uh, so, so it varies, but, but usually. Is, there, is that the same realtor you use to flip your first deal? Uh, no, no, he, he's local to that particular market. So um, I've got, God, like dozen plus realtors that I work with. So, you know, for, for all the realtors that are listening, if there, if there was an easy way to like nationalize this model of being able to pass it off to one particular brokerage that specialized in land, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be a cool opportunity that I'd be interested in, you know, partnering with. So, cause it, it, it's disorganized, um, you know, trying to find the right person in the right market all the time. Yeah. And how, how much of this business is a volume game? So it it varies um, where I I particularly target a lot of the larger deals um, that, uh, you know, take a little bit more time to sell where, you know, I've got a handful, you know, on the market where, you know, there, there's six figure profit sp- spreads, um, you know, for me with no cash in the deal. Um, those take longer. Um, but I also have, you know, the, the smaller deals, you know, the five, 10, 15, 20 K profit deals that, you know, can turn around in, you know, 30 days from acquisition to close on the sales side. So it's building out both models where, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a simple, like I, I compartmentalize the way I think. And, you know, the way I look at money where it's like, okay, it costs, you know, X number of dollars to run the business every month. Um, I should have that many notes paying me, you know, say, say it costs 10 grand to run this business a month. You know, if I can sell enough properties to have 10 grand a month coming in passively from my notes, then that covers that. And then I can have, you know, active generating and, you know, revenue um, from the small deals and then have the big deals that are always kind of in the pipeline that just take a little bit longer. So, um, you know, it it varies and it's however, you know, tons of people, you know, do it in a lot of different approaches. What I think you hear the most often is the desert square approaches where you buy a piece of land for 250 bucks and you self-close without a title company and you sell it for 1200 um, you know, if you're trying to make, you know, one and a half, two million flipping land, like I, you know, like I'm working on, uh, that, that it's just not sustainable to do that. So you need a handful of those six figure deals to, to lump in there. Absolutely. And you said you have been utilizing partners to close on the land acquisitions and then you're splitting the profits. Um, Mm -hmm. so you're not wholesaling the land, you know, you're not just assigning the contract here actually owning the property and then you're doing what you need to do with it on the exit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where I, um, I've never wholesaled anything, you know, I've sold to neighbors myself and, but my, my strategy is buy cheap, sell for more and utilize a realtor to sell for more. Um, uh, and I, I started by using all my own cash. Um, and then I very quickly felt I was tired of the entrepreneurial life cycle of, I would, uh, buy a bunch and I'd feel really poor. And then I would sell a bunch and I'd feel really rich. And I kept doing that over and over again. So I don't use any of my own money and investors are ecstatic too. You know, I had a deal recently where um, it was a 65, 35 split, 35 to them and their cash on cash return was um, 64% or something like that uh, in 70 days. So investors are ecstatic to, to, to work with me on, with some of these returns. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I ju- just partner with people on, on all these deals to make it easier, never wholesale anything. Uh, and so for the, when you sell the property in the meantime, obviously the property, you're paying property taxes, you're paying insurance, you're paying any other carry costs, maybe landscaping, um, until, you know, you find that end buyer. 
And obviously that's cyclical, how long it could take and whatnot. Um, you know, for the investors listening for something like this, you know, you're not really getting distributions, I would assume, um, until there's, you know, a liquidity event. So yeah. how does that look like, you know, in the meantime from upon acquisition to exit for the investors? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it it varies. You know, I, I've got people that have invested with me that just park park their money with me and I pay them, you know, interest like a you know small business loan from, you know, the 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 three Fs, friends, families and fools. And uh, but for the partnership deals, you know, it, it varies on how we structure it, where I've got some deals where if the property doesn't sell after X number of months or a year or something like that, uh, I'll just transfer title over to the person um, because I'm, I'm utilizing like it's an interesting document my attorney structured for me where it's basically an unsecured promissory note backed by land with profit split. So, um, you know, that just means I'm able to, you know, use cash in the deal. I keep my name on the title of the deal. You know, it's easier for my accountant at the end of the year, but um, I haven't run into that issue yet of, you know, property not being able to sell or anything like that. But, you know, I, I've also done it where, um, you know, I, I guarantee of like, okay, if the property doesn't sell after 12 months, I'll return your investment plus interest, um, you know, into it. Uh, or we can vary the profit splits where, you know, the way I operate is we, you know, we do do all the loan agreements and everything, you know, I kind of put it together, however, however it makes sense to structure the deal. And then we operate as if we did a handshake deal. Um, so my, my investors are always happy because, uh, you know, they're getting a ton of money back. Um, but, you know, they're, it's better than, you know, having it sit in the savings account, not making any money where if it takes six, nine months and you get, you know, 40, 50% return on your money. Um, you know, it's pretty happy and you don't, you don't have to worry about anything. Um, you know, obviously if the property doesn't sell, that sucks for me, uh, but not for my investors. Yeah. Um, and so when you're, when you're setting this up, um, and like you said, the property doesn't sell. So you're basically, you have mechanisms to have safeguards in place, um, to, you know, prevent default. I mean, there's really no default because you guys are owning the land. It's just, uh, you know, if it takes longer to sell, then you just have to have those expectations aligned, which I'm sure you're pretty upfront with all your partners and pretty straightforward. A hundred percent where, you know, that that's what most people do, especially after they do a deal with me is, you know, it's like, okay, let's, you know, let's not put those, you know, optional provisions into the contract. Let's just reassess the deal where, you know, instead of it being a 65, 35 profit split, you know, let, let's make it 50, 50 or, you know, 20, 80 or, you know, wh whatever, where, um, you know, that's the beautiful thing about land is there's such minimal competition and, you know, I I'm giving up a ton of money. I was looking at it where, you know, once the deals that we have under contract and are listed and everything I'm giving up, you know, or I don't view it as giving up cause I didn't put the cash in, but about 350 grand in profit splits over just a handful of deals. Um, which is very expensive. You know, that's a very expensive lending. You know, if it was an actual loan, it'd be usury rates. Uh, and, you know, the reason I accept these, you know, financing terms or JV terms is um, there's not access to institutional capital for what we're doing, which is why the competition is so minimal, where if you don't have a ton of cash or have a network that has a ton of cash, um, you're going to run out of money doing this. There's 157 million parcels of land in the United States. A lot of them are owned by people that don't want them that would be happy to get rid of it at a discount especially right now while, you know, it's expensive. You know, my wife and I go to Chick-fil-A and it costs 30 bucks for two people. Like the average American is not doing well right now. And if they own a, an unused piece of land, um, 
they'll often give it away, you know, at a cheap price. How do you mitigate uh, tax implications? So, you know, you mentioned a lot of these or a couple of them have sold within, you know, a little bit less than a year. I mean, then you're getting hit with short term capital gains tax. Is that correct or no? No, not for land. Uh, land is taxed as inventory. Um, okay. So it's, you know, if you do your correct entity structuring of, you know, I've got an S corp where, you know, I just have to pay myself a fair and reasonable salary. Uh, and then I can take that and reinvest it right back into the business. Um, but yeah, you don't pay uh, capital gains taxes on land and not an attorney or a CPA or anything, but that's what my attorney and CPA um, have told me. So um, you're, you're not hit with those tax implications, which is why it's great to have you know, for me, land flipping is a great active business replacement. Um, it's, you know, compa- compared to what I was doing. So, um, you know, and then you put that into, you know, your long-term hold stuff that you plan on holding for forever. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that's really attractive to investors too, is, you know, you're, you're just getting profit distributions or, you know, you know, a 1099 INT if you're giving me, you know, interest, interest loans as, as versus that. So. Sure. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that was uh, an awesome show. How do my audience? How does my audience reach out to you, connect with you? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, I'm I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you you look up, um, you know, Mason McDonald on LinkedIn, Mason McDonald Colorado Springs, uh, you can find me there. Uh, you know, I also, um, you know, I do coach uh, current active business owners or successful executives in getting started in land flipping. So coachingwithmason.com, uh, you know, and you can submit your information there. Um, whether you're inter- interested in, you know, coaching on starting a business, uh, consulting on your current business, um, especially specifically within the land space, or just, you know, potentially partnering with me and funding a deal. Um, either of those are easy ways to get a hold of me. Great, and we'll have a link to Mason's website as well as his LinkedIn slash social media pages in our iTunes description and on social media as well. So you can feel free to reach out to him. And uh, really want to thank you for coming on again, and for the audience, if you liked what you heard and or saw today please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It would help the algorithm get our message out to a greater audience. So really appreciate that. And thanks again for coming on, Mason. Awesome, Anthony. It was great to be here. Thank you.